episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, joined as always by the interrupter, Kyle Vester. How's it going anyways, Kyle? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Oh, fantastic. It's really peachy. Yeah, doing great. We had a couple shows last night. I embarrassed myself. I second placed a blood sport again. Who won? Made no money. Who won? Uh, Crone. Good for him. Yeah, he, he did good. He did well. I embarrassed myself being a fucking waste case, but Dude, you just did what you always do. Yeah, not, but I don't know why worse. this is embarrassing. I don't know. I just got berated by because, Dave. Yeah, because you got a phone call <laughs> right before the podcast <laughs> that I made you take. <laughs> I wasn't going to take it. I know you put it back in your pocket. Because <laughs> I, I, I knew what it was about. I just got berated. Uh, yeah, uh, rightfully. Caleb got berated. blackout and heckled the whole second show. It's pretty embarrassing. Sorry, everybody. Uh, let's move on. What did you do this week, Kyle? It was pretty funny. I fucking had a garage sale weekend and a half. Look at all my crap, dude. Do you like it? What's That's... your favorite piece of shit that I bought? My favorite piece of shit yeah. is your record-playing video machine that I we haven't watched yet, but apparently this is a record machine that plays videos. It existed in the 70s and 80s a little bit. Like fucking mini-discs? It's videos like, on record. Yeah. <laughs> Except worse technology. You know you know of Laserdisc. Everyone kind of knows that. Isn't that CDs and... No, Laserdisc was giant CDs, essentially. Okay. Right? Then it got compressed. That's why they called them compact discs, eventually. So Laserdisc was... Didn't know that. ...was digital. CD, compact disc. You didn't know that? Great Scott. <laughs> so Laserdisc was competing with this technology, which was video on vinyl. It uses... It has a needle in there, multiple needles, actually, to read the, con- the video and the audio off the vinyl. That is bananas. Right? So it's carved in there. It's a lot closer together and thinner than a record. How the fuck do they film for that? Like, film is film, right? <laughs> yeah. So. And then it's put on that after. Okay. Just like everything, right? It's filmed in whatever format, and then it's mastered and pressed onto vinyl video. That's fucking... So it's CED. It stands for Capacitance Emitting Something. Capacitance something something. So it uses... I've tried to look up how it works, and people just go, it uses capacitance, and I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> so it seems like no one has any... It's magic how it gets on there. <laughs> it's some kind of stored information that I don't know how it works. Technology just becomes magic once you don't understand it. Literally, yeah. That's pretty wild. I, That's uh, pretty cool, though, eh? We're gonna, I'm going to fix it. It has like a belt broken, at least. And, uh, you're going to gonna... fix it. You don't understand how it works. I understand how it operates. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand how it reads it. Yeah. The needle and the mechanism that reads it and turns it into video, I have no fucking idea. For some but the part <laughs> that moves the platter, I understand that. For some reason, I don't think there's going to be a YouTube vi- video on how to fix this. Dude, there is. I've looked it up already. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, everything's out there. Literally everything that exists is out there. There's a tiny community of people, very small. There's one Facebook group. Out of all the people in the world, there's a Facebook group. Of, that's the only community. And the guy mentioned it in the video. That's how I found it. 2,500 people. Wow. Of the world. You're one of 2,500 dorks that yeah, has that super thing. dorks. This is crazy rare, but it's one of those things that's so rare, but so bad that no one even wants them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, the player is worth like 600 bucks when it's working. We're just surrounded by junk. If you got like... Completely. We're in his kitchen... List a couple of the things I got. There's fucking bike gears and pedals. There's fucking a PlayStation 3 fat original system. Yeah. Uh, VCR, DVD player, golf (laughs) clubs, fucking clamps, fucking Uh, a bag full of tennis balls and tennis rackets. Yeah. Uh, Discman, two iPod shuffles. Some weird computer. Yeah. Just bullshit. Just just bullshit. bullshit. 
Uh, it's stressing me out. There's I had a so great, much bullshit. I had a great garage sale weekend. Pretty what do you do with this stuff. shit? Uh, You're not going to use almost any of this. No, I, I sell most of it to fundraise for our trip, to be honest with you. <laughs> Who buys this shit? eBay, dude. People buy everything. That's wild. Okay. Everything. Dude, I heard a great fucking podcast this week about the devil. And it was from this podcast, Blurry Photos. But this guy did a two-part fucking thing on the on Satan and the devil. And I recommend everybody listen to it. It's what is it? Blurry Photos is the podcast. It's the I've only ever heard that one episode. I don't know who the guy is. Okay. Someone sent it to me. Because I... Yeah, and then and then uh, tell them that the Bible beaters sent you. That'd be sweet. Storm actually. them, dude. Like uh, Opie and Anthony back in the day, call him a fucking faggot and say his <laughs> podcast is gay. I don't think we have enough fans to no, storm we anybody. We don't. Like two people just call up and be like, "You're you suck from the Bible beaters." Yeah. And he's like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" But no, he, but it's good though. It's awesome because he takes all the different names for Satan and all the different origin stories, and most of them are apocryphal as in not in the bible and oh we got to read the book of jubilees that's going to be a patreon it's remember when we read the book of enoch how fucking bananas it was by the way on our trip we uh we're gonna do we're gonna have a lot of driving time yeah. and we're gonna read a lot of things we're gonna do a bunch of patreon content and a bunch of uh some youtube hopefully but we'll do patreon for sure audio content and i'm gonna try and make some youtube content but we'll see how hard it is on the road so we'll see with the filming because filming filming is so much more difficult than just doing audio yeah you have no idea if you've never done it it is leagues harder there's so many more berries you have to jump through you need way better equipment and uh i'm gonna try and get through with some gopros and a shitty laptop so we'll see what happens we'll just strap it to our heads and fucking film everything that we see it's just you head bobbing up and down while i'm driving the whole time <laughs> no one I... wants to see that dude <laughs> but i saw just my pelvis zooming in and out so this uh Book of Chronicles. I learned from this podcast. The chronic what? The, we're re reading Second Chronicles right now. That's what okay. we're actually reading. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> but uh, it was written as basically they were just going to redo Samuel and Kings, and just so that's why it's so fucking repetitive. But they also uh, whitewashed a bunch of the shit that God did. Remember when Dayton, uh, David had his census, and it's like God made David do a census and then punished him. I think him God for got him. mad for counting how many soldiers there were yeah so this Which makes no sense what was the religious reason what what did he do it's i think it falls back to not trusting god yeah that yeah the like because god told him to attack and he's like let me count how many guys we have first yeah something like that and then but it's hilarious that and then chronicles it's satan that does it and satan this is all, like right now Hezekiah in the Bible, we're right to about to read of the fucking Babylonian exile when Babylon just comes and just lays waste to Judah and takes all their shit and takes all the Jews and marches them back to uh, Babylon. That's oh, where fuck. that's where Daniel comes from, and then that's where we get the the devil starts to come up from that time period. What? Because in Zoroastrianism, I've been saying it wrong this entire my entire life, and I've been saying it wrong on the podcast for like three years now. I don't remember you saying it ever. I think I said Zoroastrianism or something like that, but Zoroastrianism. Okay. Whatever. That's where and then the legend of Zoro. That's where the devil comes from, and then you have more devilish writings after that period. So, so their religion had a really negative presence in it. Is that the well? They had a good and a bad. They had a good god and an evil god. Okay. So. So they could blame the bad shit on the bad. Whereas this God is both good and evil, that's, but claims he's only good. That's the problem. So that's where they, they need to fucking take away all the bad shit that God's doing. Because that's 
this is where uh, there's kind of like a divergence in Jewish thought mm-hmm. because God's such an asshole yeah. the whole time. They're kind of like specifically to the Jews. Yeah, he's like to, really picking them. Yeah, to them, picking it, them apart. And he's like, "Aren't you supposed to be our guy?" And like most of the calamities are from you. So they kind of like there needs to be an explanation. And like then we've we've explained devil. it before. He's a fucking wife beater. He's like, "Sorry, I love you, baby." Yeah. And he picks her up after he just punched her in the face. Yeah. He just keeps doing it to them. So, anyways, ah, uh, that's like, where- can you love someone and do that? Probably. Does it make you an absolutely reprehensible piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. So God had to blame that on something else. Exactly. It was my brother, the devil, that I made that's punching my wife in it's, the face. It's fine. I'm only picking her up. It's only one step removed to have like God doing it, and then He creates the bad thing. He's that also doesn't- allowing it to happen. Uh, th- he created it. And he's allowing it, and he has a viewing window of it mm-hmm. right in front of where he sits all day. But, okay, just to play devil's advocate. Um, what does that mean? That means you're representing... I know, I understand it, what it means, but, but what is? why devil's advocate? Because no one speaks for the devil, so somebody had to be his... It's, all, okay. it's, it's more like devil's lawyer. Yeah, okay. Advocate in... And it ended up just meaning the opposite side. Yeah. Eventually, okay. So... Uh, in C.S. Lewis's book, The Problem of Pain, he lays out a scenario where it's almost impossible for a world to exist without pain. Because in order for there to be, like, I don't know, in order for you to interact with the physical world, there needs to be stimulus. Yeah. And, like, heat, obviously, is I've good. heard this argument. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, fire will burn you. Mm-hmm. So you can't. There's people born without the receptors. That's they, leprosy, they isn't it? They um, no, I don't I, believe so. I think that's leprosy when you get n- your nerves damaged and you can't feel anything, and then they Could get be. and then they get fucked up because yeah, you break your foot and you don't know. So you're walking around on it for like a week and then it gets infected. <laughs> you have to check your body every day for breaks and bruises every in front of the mirror. That's wild. Yeah. So. I don't know. What was my point here? My point is that I don't know. If, there's no way for God not to be an asshole. That's my point. Yeah, because no, because well, I mean, the like, devil's doing it. Well, how could how can you even create a world without pain? <clears throat> what if what if happiness can't exist without suffering? Yeah. Now, what if that concept is only possible? Like, we don't know how the world works. Let's say if you were to make this world. This is, isn't even the first try. This is the only one that worked. Mm-hmm. It was actually designed, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, maybe you have to have contrasting ideas. Maybe everything has to have an equal and opposite force type thing to exist. That's like the matrix. So people are either droning around everywhere in complete equilibrium, which would accomplish nothing. Nothing would ever progress forward or backwards, right? Yeah. So he, they had Just to. Just a stew. You had to create, yeah. You had to create a system where there is. A positive and a negative, a good and a bad, happiness and sadness. And- I like that scene in The Matrix where it's Neo and he's realizing that he's been there like a hundred times and he always makes the same choice. What do you mean? Uh, well, and the architect in The Matrix is the supercomputer AI and this is like Matrix 3. Oh, okay. And he, they made a perfect world for humans, but they didn't. They wouldn't. It wouldn't work. It kept crashing. They needed suffering. They needed the free will or the the illusion of it. Yeah. So they have to opt in for it, and then it worked. But I don't know. I'm kind of so part of the the third matrix. I don't even remember this. He went to the oracle. Yeah, he gets all the way in the machine and meets the architect. The designer, oh, the architect. The designer of the matrix. And then he's realized he's been there so many times, and it's 
in the same fucking thing. It's just a loop, yeah. So they just, he just has, his struggle for humanity is what keeps humanity going. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that, dude. I liked it. (laughs) That's great. People shit on the Matrix trilogies, but I I loved them when I watched them. Yeah, the first one that came out fucking blew everyone's mind. It was the coolest fucking movie ever made. The bullet time thing with all the cameras. Crazy. I watched, apparently he, and I don't. With cinema, it's complicated because I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. But they're like he stole from all these old Japanese movies. Mm-hmm. So the scenes, the way that Tarantino makes a movie, is how they made the Wachowski sisters. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Really, you're both, well, both, both of them. That's both, both that's, of you, really. That's, okay, that's what I thought. All right, sure. So, <laughs> so Tarantino. If you hear him describe making a movie, which I'm sure you have, because haven't really. No, he's all over that. All over YouTube and stuff, you can hear him. But he just takes, he directs like, you know that scene in this movie? Because he's a giant movie buff. So he goes, you know that scene in this movie? We're going to do this here, but with this. He just goes, grabs scenes throughout other movies and create, collaborates his own, his own design. He takes forever. And then people are like, is that stealing? He says no. And he's of the opinion, which a lot of people are in everything in music, that nothing is truly original and you have to borrow and manipulate reality. That's what I think too. And that works with comedy, but comedy, I think comedy has to police that more because you can just outright steal a lot easier it's, you and can, make it into your own voice, quote unquote, when you really just took someone else's entire bit that they worked on for years. You can't. I, yeah. Comedy's complicated, but I do think that there's basically nothing new out there. Everyone's copying everybody else. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's how they made a lot of those scenes. A lot of the really art scenes were from Japanese anime. Sick. Great movie. Okay, so we're in Second Chronicles, like chapter the bullet scene specific, chapter thirty-one. Uh, we're Hezekiah. So when we go on the road, are you just going to get blackout and heckle all these shows? Or no, I, I well, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, Kyle. <laughs> and that's going to be the. I fun. have a fucking problem. <laughs> we're gonna, and we're gonna bring a camera into all the open mics. Just, <laughs> just burn every fucking bridge. Just burn every bridge on the way to fucking here to Texas. Texas. Somebody already did the Burning Bridges tour. Somebody, Kevin Brennan. Oh, yeah. Okay, so verse two. But that guy, here's the thing. He was burning bridges, but he was already past. He's already a store regular for 30 years. Yeah. And then going, fuck you to all his like co-workers, essentially. Who's that guy? Is Kevin he... Brennan. You know Neil Brennan? Yeah. It's his oldest brother. So Neil Brennan got into comedy by going to watch Kevin Brennan's shows. His okay. oldest brother. They're like, have nine kids. Okay. I used to listen to his Kevin Brennan's podcast when it first came out. He's an asshole. I've never heard it. He's, I, I don't know who this guy is. He's very funny, but he's a fucking prick. Yeah. Which makes it even funnier. So he's much older than Neil Brennan? He ha- they hate each other. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because always fucking. Because Kevin Brennan is a fucking prick. It's wild to me when. And he doesn't think his younger brother's funny. It's wild to me when brothers like full on fucking hate each other that never. They like, we don't talk. Like, it's un- irreparable. That's crazy. It is crazy. So he, uh, I guess, through coming to uh, Kevin's shows, he met Dave Chappelle. Okay. And that, and then they, they did. Dave was like nineteen at the time, and Kevin Brennan was like around that age, nineteen, eighteen, whatever. And then they started hanging out. And then when Dave got the show, he brought Neil Brennan on. And they made uh, that pot movie. They made the pot movie, and then the Chappelle show. Sweet. And then Dave threw <laughs> Neil Brennan under the bus for it. What do you mean threw him under the bus? Uh, he said he really, like, they're good now. Yeah. But when he was, like, in Africa and shit, he was really shitting on Neil Brennan saying he was, like, trying to take credit for his TV show. And he's like, 
I'm taking credit because I was in, I was with you while we wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> I contributed. Like, you can say you did more. Yeah. But you can't say I did nothing. I think the ideas guy needs the fucking. You need both. Yeah. That's why comedy, those like comedy TV shows are always teams. Look, Larry David was Seinfeld, but if he didn't get direction from Jerry, the show wouldn't be what it was. Exactly. I, I, yeah. Okay. So and now we got the comedy team. Me and you. <laughs> just, just, just the fuck ups. Just, just about to hit the stratosphere. We're going <laughs> to, I can't wait to just get to, get to Texas and have everyone just sucking our dicks. We're, I mean, I'm going to fucking write something I've been meaning to write for a long time, but I'm now saying it on the podcast so that I hope that. What is it? Uh, it's just a movie. It's basically uh, office space, but for construction workers. So it's just a bunch of scenes from my fucking work life that are hilarious. All right. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Building a university. So you got. You really be, easy to film, too. So oh, you can yeah. get it done. So you got, you got your. You're building a university, so you got your like blue collar. It'll be filthy. It'll be so fucking. I don't know if they can make it the way I want to write it. Here's the thing: those type of movies are coming back, but they're coming back in the independent market. Yeah, because there's a need. There's a real need for good comedy movies, and they don't make them anymore. I think this would be pretty fucking funny. But yeah, so you have like those guys building a university. So you got like the uber woke purple hair fucking androgynous people with the fucking at the university or working at the university. But that'll be the fucking you know contrast there, Mm -hmm. and that's. From a real, like we used to, I worked on a crew that was building the dorms at the university and we, <laughs> we, I was like 18 or 19 and I didn't understand how much girls hate catcalling at the time. And we oh, would just bark that's... at every, woof, woof, at girls going by the fence and they got so scared and we thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that is funny, <laughs> but it's really funny to not know. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize I thought it was just all jokes, right? I thought that girls were in on it, kind of. The dumb old guy school mentality Well, thing. to be fair, girls aren't into most jokes. Yeah. You'll learn that eventually. <laughs> the girls don't like almost any jokes. Uh, what do you Dude, mean? Dude, every, every girl that I didn't meet at one of my comedy shows where she just saw my fucking yeah. a very offensive act. Yeah. What, go on a date and I'll just say something that is truly funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll stare at me like I'm insane. Which I am a little bit, probably. But I'm telling you, that at the, a normal person does not like jokes. I, they think they do, but they do not. What's wrong with these normal people? They, I don't know. They're well-adjusted, and they just... They like boring shit. The yeah. average person likes going to work, feeling like they did something, and then going home and watching TV. You gotta say... Maybe ordering food, you know? And then that's it. Rest of their fucking life. <laughs> What's the point of that? I don't know. I want to go to Texas and maybe something horrible happens. Let's get weird. Because it's going to get weird. Yeah. Oh, dude. There's no way it's not weird. Maybe we'll get to see a shooting. There's They're happening I every single that. day. No, I don't want that either. <laughs> I'll just say it. We'll just start hanging around grade schools hoping for one to happen. The, the mall. They're shooting up malls now. They're shooting up nightclubs. Basically everywhere really? we go. Yeah. Why a nightclub? What's the... I don't know. There was a, I just read there was a shooting in a nightclub. This morning was there always shootings or is it just no. becoming a regular no. occurrence now no there wasn't always shootings there have been there's always been kind of gun violence but not like fucking random mass shootings like it's fucking bananas it's not like it used to be happened similar but it was gang on gangs everyone's like well that's what you get for being a gang yeah 
regardless whether you're in a neighborhood where you have to be in one or you get fucking killed <laughs> anyways but yeah it's weird yeah it's funny to go to a nightclub and shoot it up that's funny i just it seems <laughs> an odd choice why you just hate happiness yeah all oh, these people you know are having mean? fun like the kids thing i get in the sense that it's the worst thing you could do right <laughs> yeah it seems to me you're trying to be the worst person alive you do that that's the most reprehensible thing i could think of yeah i couldn't think of a worse thing to do than kill kids at a school you could kill it's twofold you're killing children and you're ter- you're terrorizing the rest of them not even in that school just all the parents and all the kids you gotta get a hold of a nuke and nuke a whole city that's that's not as menacing. I know it's way worse, <laughs> but it's not as menacing as just targeting only kids. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Do you know what I mean? I w- yeah, what the fuck? Are- Most of these people aren't even trying to... They don't even have... Some of them have a manifesto, so you're, that's they're getting their The manifestos out. are pathetic, though, a lot of times. I read them. I've read a couple back I, in the day. I guess you shouldn't read them. What's the fucking ethical thing to do? Not read it or not read it? publish it in the news. And no. then if you find it on your own, you're the type of person that wants to read that fucked up shit. The Unabomber one is like, okay. I mean, I didn't read the whole thing. Yeah, he was really smart. Yeah. But the fucking. He was right about a lot of things. Anders Brevik. About technology. That guy's just a moron. Who's that? That's the guy that shot 51 kids in Oslo or something. How about the trans chick with the fat ass that killed all those kids? I didn't hear. Okay, I don't know about that one, really. Um, There was no real. People are speculating the reason mm-hmm. that they maybe got molested in that school. But that there's no proof as far as I'm aware. And people don't really know the answer. Well, yeah, it seems like these are just psychos, assholes that just want to cause problems. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? Like the Is fucking. What? It, yeah. What's funny? The internet's like memeing on it and just making fun of them. And I was like, this that's way better than what the news is doing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it's that if you want to do something like that and now you're a laughing stock on the platform you exist on, those people exist on the internet. Yeah. They have no friends. So now the whole internet, you realize someone did that, something that you've been there's a lot of people plotting. Most people don't do any of it, right? Yeah. So you you're plotting, and then you see them just getting made fun of for months in thousands of different <laughs> Like ways, I think yeah. that's way. I think that's way better as a deterrent. I guess so. Your your solution is more bullying. Yes, <laughs> it's always been my solution. I used to have a joke about it. Look what happened since we stopped. Do you think things got better? Uh, I don't know. Sorry, some to say. bullying is necessary to keep people in line. I think. Uh, yeah, there's. That's just. That's just. That's just. I think that's just. That's just animal. That's just animal nature. It's yeah. herd mentality. Now, is all of it good? No. Definitely not. Of course not. As a person who was bullied severely, some of it was good. I'll tell you right now. You bullied severely, like, did people hurt you physically or just tease you? I mean, I got punched in the face and stuff, but the thing about that was, is I could always kick their ass. Yeah. You know? But I didn't really want, I just wanted to be accepted, dude. I just want to be cool. Yeah. Not even cool. I was fucking weird as hell. I wasn't really bullied that, that much. I did no, more. Your I, mom didn't do that in high school. Bullied, I bullied kids. There's some kids I feel actually pretty bad about. Yeah, what's the worst thing you ever did? Uh, I called this one kid a fag pretty much every day. I would like find him just to say it. And my mom. Yeah, okay. So that was me. And uh, You did that to me? <laughs> on one of the days, I didn't get him. This is so bad. I feel terrible about this. But I kids do fucked up shit. I hadn't got, so I saw him in the parking lot, and I yelled out the car window. 
uh, you're a fag. And my mom got so, she's like, what? And she just dressed me down and made me so embarrassed. And I think I stopped after that. But she's like, no son of mine. What did you, why would you say that? Did you see that kid's face? You're such a bad person. Like she just made me feel terrible, which is good. That's a good mom. Yeah, yeah, which is good. It's like, how dare you say it? And then, yeah, maybe I learned my lesson. I don't know. I tried to not be a bully, but there was, if you were annoying, if I thought you were annoying, then I was very mean to you. I like participated in some bullying. Yeah. There was uh in gym class, we had a huge gym, so it was divided by a giant uh like a uh, curtain, really really heavy curtain mm-hmm. type of thing. And sometimes the gym teacher would just go in his office and probably beat off. <laughs> he's a creepy guy. You know, he's the guy always staring at the this is junior high school. Like the guy who gets caught staring at the girls' asses all the time. It was a, it was just a known thing that he looks at the girls' asses. Okay. For the, at least the students, I can't imagine the teachers didn't know that. So he's in his office beating off, and you. We're assuming. <laughs> so then, he'd be like, "Here's some dot play dodgeball," and then as soon as he went into his office, everyone would just turn to the like the the dorkiest kid. <laughs> And just start hucking. See, I never really picked on the dorks. Yeah. Like, I always tried to stick up for, like, the loser kids. But if I found you were annoying, yeah. I was, like, really mean. There's Dan, One of my best friends now, Dan Frank, I fucking couldn't stand. He was a couple years younger than me or a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. And he would just... Uh, one time we were playing intramural hockey and he was just heckling me and just he was in my head. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And I fucking spaz and I two foot swung my hockey stick at his leg. He was sitting on the bleachers and I swung it at his legs and he moved. I missed him and he went, ha ha. And I was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> that, ru- that rules though. <laughs> yeah. That's not really bullying at that point. Bullying is calling someone a fag every day. That is. That's bullying. That's oh, I'm a bad person. <sighs> doesn't okay. Make, doesn't make you a bad person. Uh, if you thought that was awesome now, that would make you a bad person. Okay. But at that time, I was a bad person. That was a bad, God, bad, that bad shit behavior. Doesn't make, that's bad a, behavior then. Yeah, whatever. bad behavior. Kids kids need to learn things somehow. Yeah. You know? You can't... You're not born knowing all the ways of the universe. You gotta figure them out. Okay, so we're in Second Chronicles, chapter 31. Hezekiah did all How would that. you raise a kid? What the fuck? I'm stuck in my head now. You, what do you mean? If you had a kid. Oh, I have a lot of uh, theories. Yeah. Would you? Are I you homeschooling? I, I'm probably not. I don't have the time. I, see, here's the thing. I have a theory that I would try to not lie to my kids ever. I would. Ch- what do you mean? So if good. they ask questions, I would try to give them like kid friendly answers. Well, here's I can think of one problem off the top of my head with that. What is one of the things you want for your kids is to be able to assimilate somewhat. You don't want them. You don't want your kid to be an outcast because that's not good for anything. Sure. Right? And being the kid that knows the truth about everything is going to make them the fucking weirdest kid in the world. Well, that means this kid doesn't believe in Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, any of that. I I think that's fucked up. And you're going to accidentally impart some knowledge that isn't true because you don't know everything. That's true. Right? So now this kid has all these staunch beliefs that he regurgitates to everybody that he doesn't understand well i just now he's a pariah well i i feel like who's just, gonna invite the fucking kid that tells everyone that santa claus doesn't exist to their birthday well dude you just no t- one's inviting that fucking kid you tell him you don't tell him okay santa claus doesn't exist santa claus is based on a legend of saint nicholas who's a guy that left presents for people uh-huh. that, that, that's what you do yeah With that every- kid doesn't get invited to birthday parties i don't think so man really yes 
Everyone else is telling their kids Santa brings them presents well, if they're good, I'm, right? I'm experimenting. As a, as a tool for child manipulation. I hate that. Which you need to do because kids that. are little fuckers. I hate that so much. My mom used to tell me that God sees everything and I was fucking paranoid of like doing anything because God's watching me all the time. Mm-hmm. And now everything is being fucking recorded. So it's kind of as if my mom's, you know, sky parent babysitter actually came true. I think kids today growing up with under constant surveillance, like that's fucking crazy to me. Well, one thing I would do is, is I would move to a place where that not a big city, some smaller town vibe. Even Kelowna kind of has that a little bit, which is better, but big city is brutal. I think, I think there's way more of all that shit. What do you mean? Way all what shit? Uh, surveillance type things, oh, you know, yeah. more, more, more like more trouble to get into in a city. Cause there's no, a small town. Everyone kind of knows each other. There's a little bit more support and there's less shit to do. And that's what you want. You want kids finding their own fun, not causing trouble. We just got locked outside for like the whole day. Well, that's it. And yeah. then you went and fucked around in the woods and you maybe build stuff that's yeah. crap Yeah, and you'll learn eventually that it is crap. <laughs> And then you hurt yourself on your bike and you get into a fight and you try and go hunting, you try and fish and it doesn't work. And maybe it does one time. We shot a bunch of squirrels. Right. And that's what I mean. And you figure you have to be able to put an environment where you figure stuff out. I think, I think that's what I, I, I would, I love building. I'm so scared for the future. I love building forts, but then no one Me would too. ever attack my fort. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you need though. You do need, you can't have too many electronics either. That scares me. Even though it's a, the tool of knowledge in the entire future. You can't keep them away from it. I haven't used AI yet. When do you tell the kids the truth? Huh? When you tell you, them a version of the truth. I I I think that it's fucked up. You tell them a version to lie of the, to the truth. kids and I, I I don't know, I'm back on that. About everything? What do, I don't know. That'd be an interesting experiment to tell the, I don't know. What do you and mommy do in there? What do you mean? Oh, like having sex and stuff? We're we're procreating. We're making babies. Mm-hmm. So that's a version of the truth. Yeah. You didn't say you just face fucked their mom on the side of the bed. Well, you didn't have. See, that's telling the truth doesn't mean. Yes. The there's, whole there's fucking, lying by omission. There is that. But I'm I don't think it's good to tell kids. So now we're debating what the truth is. So now. OK, let's go back to Santa. You, what yeah. were you and mom <clears throat> doing in there? Fine. That's the question. Fucking we were. Laying in oh, bed together, raping her. Huh? The how I got you. We were lay, we were laying in bed together. That is true and not the whole truth, and that's yeah, fine, okay. right? Isn't that fine? Yeah. Santa Claus is not. So why true. can't you? Why can't you tell a Santa Claus story? Well, you just tell it as it's the myth based on. No, no, no. And you just read them the stories, and then they get presents, and they believe in Santa Claus. Well, you don't till they don't from Santa and all that shit. That's fucking. Now you're, you know. Buying into the lie. You're fucking spreading. And I don't know. That's like. I don't know. It's enjoying fantasy. The most enjoyment of fantasy could be like a movie TV shows ever. If you believed it. Well, Santa was so much cooler than Harry Potter when you were a kid because you believed Santa was real. Well, I actually didn't get any of those things. Well, I was told Santa wasn't real, but I, I when I was read the Bible and that's told all those things were fucking true. That's different though, because your parents truly believe that. that so it, that's their truth put into you. But you can enjoy fantasy. Like I of course loved the Hobbit. I knew that magic and all that stuff wasn't true, right? Mm-hmm. I'm can, just I agree, but I'm saying it's Santa was better than anything I've ever experienced. 
What do you mean? Waiting for Santa and presents and all that shit was better than any other fantasy stories I heard my entire life. Because I believed it. When did you believe it till? Not too late. Like what's... Five years old, six years old. That's fucking... Five years old, I think. Why? Like grade one. And so you've been... I believed in kindergarten and grade one. Kids you were like... started saying shit. So, I don't know. I, I stand by my point. I'm going to try that with my nephew. <laughs> I'll just tell You're him. You're definitely not allowed to do that. <laughs> no, my, I, I won't do that. All right. Let's start reading. Your kid's going to be like, okay, what we're reading today is World War II. <laughs> Germany. They let the world let Germany take over. They kept on conceding to them. <laughs> Fucking Hitler. Just going to be blackout drunk. Yelling about World War II to your kids. I can't believe nuclear that's war why hasn't I don't, happened yet. That's why I don't have kids, man. I would never. That's fucking crazy. I don't think I should. I'm, I'm never having kids. It would be a terrible thing if I had kids, right? Imagine p- p- passing I this think, on. I, I know a lot of people who are fucking wild that changed with kids. You but, just have to. I think it's just biology. Well, I guess it might do that. I then. think it just changes you. Because I had, I had a friend that's... I'm not going to say who it is, but he was fucking wild as can be, and now he's not. Yeah. And there was a time when I used to go back, like, I've been here for a while now, but this is years ago now. I'd go yeah. back, and he would, like, get back into the mode for, yeah. like, a night. But it was, it, he would try to, like, live up to how he used to be, because as a new dad, you're like, I can still do it, but yeah. you can't. You're a changed person now. It is crazy. And I think it's probably better. Okay, so uh, Second Chronicles 31, verse 2. Hezekiah assigned the priest. Do you care at all, Kyle? Kyle mm-hmm. looks immediately super bored when I start reading the Bible. Hezekiah, Hezekiah assigned the priests and Levites to divisions, each of them according to their duties as priests, to, uh, to burnt offer burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, to minister and give thanks and sing praises at the gates of the Lord's dwelling. Isn't that interesting, Kyle? Nope. The king contributed from his own possessions for the morning and evening burnt offerings and burnt offerings more offerings on the Sabbath. So the king is paying for everybody's offerings, which is a nice move of the king. New moons and appointed feasts as written in the law of Moses. He ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion due the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to the law of the Lord. Imagine it's your full-time job to fucking just go to church. There's at, uh, I heard this. I don't know if it's true, but at, the IHOP Kansas City. Remember, we had Mike Bickle on mm-hmm. from the International House of Prayer. Yep. Uh, they they have full employed intercessors where they pay people to pray eight hours a day. They have constant prayer going. That God's love is all the money I need. Isn't that insane? Yeah, it is. They have a constant. They they think it's important. I don't know con- how you could justify that. Constant to per- yourself is the person praying. My job is. And the church just pays you. I you're get, like, I have to eat. I guess. I guess you could. They fast a lot. They don't eat that much. But isn't, I mean, how much wasted energy to think about that whole organization just going to pray, just for prayer, just to fucking What will. does it look like? Are they speaking out loud or are they just thinking about Some stuff? people are quiet. A lot of people are loud. Some people walk back and Do they forth ever come shit. up with good ideas? They must. I think that's what... Because that could just be a system of coming up with ideas and calling like it a, whatever you want. Like a think just tank? justifying it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there it is a huge and then you organization. Go, oh, I prayed and God bestowed this knowledge on me. Exactly well, that. Yeah. That's what I think the answer to prayer is. When people are like, God, I would have never thought of this, but God gave me the idea. Yeah. It's like, you did think of it. Okay. So, yeah, but 
hundreds or thousands or thousands of people just wasting time every day in the name of prayer. Yeah. That's, sure. What else are you going to do? I guess it's life's a waste of time if you it, think, if you really break it all down. It truly is. Um the king so he ordered where are we? He ordered the people living in Jerusalem to give the portion to the priests and Levites so they could devote themselves to law. As soon as the order went out, the Israelites generously gave the first fruits of their grain, new wine, new wine, oil, and honey, and and all that the fields produced. They brought a great amount, a tithe of everything. The men, do you remember how much you're supposed to tithe, Kyle? Ten percent. That's correct. The men of Israel and Judah, who lived in the towns of Judah, also brought the tithe of their herds. It's a lot better than the taxes we pay now. And flocks. It, it, it's really worked into a bureaucracy where, like, we need half your shit. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of shit. A flat tax rate might be a better system. Just Well, here's the... I, I, would, I used to, when I was a kid, I'd be like, no, it's fucked up. It, it, just, it just gives the rich an ability to make more money. But then you go, right now, they lobby and they get whatever they want anyways. Yeah. So maybe it is better. Maybe if there's no loopholes and you get rid of a lot of the bureaucracy, then it is better. But I well, don't know. Well, nowadays, in, in like modern times, people just fucking off. Like if you're really obsessed with making all those money and stuff, you yeah. offshore your stuff. So you shell corporations in places that pay one percent tax. Yeah, there's is like where all the money goes. Eighteen thousand businesses in this one fucking building in the Caribbean yeah. somewhere. Uh huh. What the? Fuck? Because you know how it works. It's actually really cool. It's very clever. So what they'll do is like a brand like Nike, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll have businesses everywhere in the world making a profit, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, that profit is being made in those countries, so they have to pay taxes there. Correct. Mm-hmm. They do. But what they'll do is, well, in order to be able to sell these products, we have to pay licensing fees. So it turns out the licensing fees every year for all the sales they have is almost exactly the entire amount of sales. And guess who licenses it to them? That fucking little tiny business in the Caribbean. Fucking. How clever. It's pretty fucking clever, though. It's. I guess it's kind of clever. But yeah, so that's how they get all the offshore stuff is licensing. So you license the capability for your brand. You license the, the people who own the patents. Mm-hmm. Or in this building, so you don't need any space to own a patent. You need mm-hmm. one room. So they have one room, and then they license the patent to all the stores in the entire world. And then all that profit goes back to the place where they pay 1% tax. Wow. So I'm just saying the, the, the system's not really working. <laughs> no. Uh, so they tithe, it, it was working back in Israel, Israel times. They tithed everything. The men of Israel and Judah who lived in towns also brought the tithe of their herd and flocks. The tithe of holy things. For the record, I hope we don't get back to the point where we're trading goats. Yeah. I don't want that either. So life's pretty good. I'll just say that. <laughs> they began doing this in the third month and finished in the seventh month. That seems like a lot of fucking four months of rigmarole bringing stuff to the, to the temple. I guess if you have hundreds of thousands of people, uh, time it out. When Hezekiah and his, his officials came and saw the heaps... <laughs> I guess they just heaped it up outside the temple in giant piles. They praised the Lord and bl- <laughs> blessed his people. Hezekiah asked the priests and Levites about the heaps. I love this word heaps. Remember that one episode back in Genesis where they Abraham had a heap and they visited it many times? No. Oh, man. that was A, a fu- heap of what? It was just a heap. It was like a great heap of fucking 
rocks. I don't know. It's a just hill. All his stuff. Just a pile. He's like, look at all my. Look at this. Love heap. looking at my stuff. He made a great heap. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Hezekiah asked the Levites about the heaps, and Azariah, the chief priest from the family of Zadok, answered, "Since the people began to bring their contributions to the temple of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and plenty to spare, because the Lord has blessed His people. This great amount is left over." So they had so much stuff; they had heaps <clears throat> left heaps. over, left over for all the Australians. Uh, Hezekiah gave orders to prepare storerooms in the temple of the Lord, and this was done. Then they th- faithfully brought their contributions, tithes, and dedicated gifts. Kananiah, a Levite, was in charge of these things, and his brother Shimei was next in rank. Jehiel, Isaiah, Nathan, Asael, Jeremoth, Josabad, Eliel, Ishmaikiah, Mahath, and Benaiah were supervisors under Kananiah and Shimei, his brother by appointment of the king Hezekiah and Azrael, the official in charge of the temple of the Lord. Kor, son of Imna, the Levite, the keeper of the east gate, was in charge of the free will offerings given to God. What's <laughs> The ones people gave that they didn't have to? The, I, yeah, I don't know what the free will offerings are. just anything over 10%. If you, you know, 10% is the minimum. If you feel like giving the minimum <laughs> to God, you can. You know, if you feel like giving more and you would like more of God's praise, well, then you're welcome to give more. Just burning shit. Just burning your stuff. It's they're just cooking meat, dude. They're just having a big barbecue for four months. It's a beautiful smells so good. It's a beautiful smell in the Lord's nostrils. I guarantee you it smells good. And the Levites have to eat it because they're his mouth. It's the dumbest shit. But, um. You think I? You brought up an interesting point, I think. There's probably people that way over tithe. Definitely. Like. There was at my grandma's church. There's people that do that. They did. I told you they did these giant drives where they put the number that each yeah. church, like individual church within the religion, I guess, yeah. within Canada. I think it's a pretty small religion. I mm-hmm. think it's just North America. But anyways, so they'd have the number on the screen, and then they'd cheer, and then people with money would give like a bunch, and they're like, "Yeah, we're on top again." So they're tithing way more. They made a little competition. What'd that money go to? The the people at the top? Oh, dude, the church is so corrupt. They're just <laughs> for sure stealing it all. Um. It's the best when the pastors like kind of just like uh, kind of appropriate the church and just start like, yeah, we need a church truck and we need a church. Oh, yeah. No, they have a church private jet. Yeah. And they got a church fucking. My grandma's church has a private jet. The guy, the guy, the guy predicted the end of the world in the 70s and it didn't happen. Genius. And he has a private jet now. Yeah. My grandma stayed. The church split. We're like, we believe what he said, but he's obviously not our the chosen one. Right. Yeah. Which is retarded. You should be like, okay, maybe I should reevaluate my entire life. <laughs> I followed the dumbest guy in out of most religions on the world. There's hundreds, and I followed one of the dumbest ones. <laughs> There's like maybe you'd be like, maybe I'll do a little self reflection instead of following another dumbass. I but. can't remember the exact title, but my fucking dad's buddy owns a book, Eighty Nine Reasons Why the Lord Will Come Back in Eighty Nine or something like that. It was like Ninety One Reasons Why He's Back in Ninety One, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and. Didn't happen. How many? Oh, that's so embarrassing. I wonder how many books have been made that predict specific dates. I would love to get a bunch of those. There's, yeah, I always specific end of end of the world shit. You know, God's Jesus coming back, Armageddon, all that stuff. If you could know the day, would you know? Would you want to know? Me, no. Mystery is the only thing I got to look forward to, dude. (laughs) I like chaos. People like comfortability. I'd like a certain amount of comfort. Right, mm-hmm. but if I could make enough money doing the road, 
stand up. Yeah. That's enough comfort for me. That's all I need too. Yeah. I don't I need... like the chaos of Any... not knowing where I'm going. So I've moved so many times. I wouldn't say I like it, I, but I do like it. I just don't I feel like <clears throat> making plans is futile because everything gets in the way. That's so I just not take... true at all. <laughs> you can mitigate some you can mitigate certain amount of risk. You can. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing all the planning. I've done lots of plans. I've no, done lots done, of plans. You've done some. But I just mean for I got a good car. Oh, got you got all, all the, the camping stuff. stuff. Yeah. I figured out yeah, how we're going to survive on very little money. How are we going to do that? Uh, I'm bringing... I haven't found an Inverti yet at a garage sale that's big enough, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I see them on Facebook Marketplace and shit. So I need a 1,000-watt inverter that will hook up to the battery of the car. When we park, I can run some electronics. So I can run an Instapot, put it all in, one-pot meals, put it on. We wake up food for the next two days genius yeah and i don't have to do i do very little work that's right? awesome so I get a big chunk of meat put a bunch of fucking lentils and beans and different vegetables or whatever and it's done we got a costco membership we do we can just eat costco dogs. costco chickens and hot dogs that's definitely <laughs> gonna happen too dude hell yeah and you know what there's one more thing i need that i can't find that i think will be sick I want to find one of those barbecues that doesn't have burnt. It does. It has burners, obviously, mm-hmm. but they're not exposed. It has a permanent, permanent built-in flat top. Because I love a breakfast. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love a breakfast. I don't have to start a fucking fire on the beach every time I want to make eggs. Yeah. So that's that's the one thing I've I've been looking for. I'll keep my eyes open. I won't find it. Uh, Hezekiah gave orders to prepare the storerooms. We read that. Kor, the son of Imna, the Levite, the keeper of the gates, was in charge of free will offerings. Given to God, Dis- distributing the contributions made to the Lord, um, and also consecrated gifts. Distributing them to who? The Lord? I don't know. I think. I guess. I to, think they should have to. The, the if they really give them to the Lord and they're really sacrificing, they should. The farthest split, the biggest split in the earth canyon they got, they should kill and chuck all that shit over. Yeah. I mean, they burn. It's not a sacrifice for eat. They're cooking it, dude. <laughs> They're the meat. I burn my meat. Yeah. I every guess. time I cook it, it's called charring it. It's but, fucking delicious. But if you cook the grain, that's that can't be good. Like you can't. Are they burning be, the grain? There. Well, there's grain offerings and fellowship. There's all the fucking offerings. They're killing rams and bulls and goats by the hundreds. What are they doing with the grain? I don't know. Burning it. Just burning it. I think. Are they? Because I burn. I first. I, what I do is I take that grain. I mix it with water. Yeah. Right. And then I knead it, mm-hmm. and then, and then I it, let it rest, and then I put it in the oven, and I burn it. There's no and yeast. And it tastes gel- delicious. I don't put yeast in it, but turns out there's yeast on everything, so it gets there. The consecrated gifts. Eden, Miniamin, Jeshua, Shemiah, Amaria, and Shekinah assisted him faithfully in the towns of the priests, distributing to their fellow priests according to their divisions, old and young alike. So that's who's getting it. The priests in towns. They're just it's just a massive fucking transfer of wealth here from people that did the work to the fucking Levite class. You need the people to to you need people to f- keep order and figure out like look, you need someone to design the tractor. Uh-huh. Is what I'm saying. You need John Deere mm-hmm. to design the tractor so people can farm. Cuz there's a trickle down effect of the capability of people to uh, do something and and uh, what what's the word? have enough aptitude to achieve a very des- a very minor goal. I think farming is difficult, 
but it's not difficult on the scale of designing and building a tractor. Yeah. So you need those people. So the tractor people are going to get all more money, but you have to be doing something for it. It's, it seems weird when they're just like, actually, God, I talked to God <laughs> is the reason. You're doing nothing there. I can't. I would imagine the priests are good at something to justify the success that they've been having up to this point. They can't just be leeching, can they? Can that really be what they're doing? Well, they're in charge. Like when they're talking to God, they're coming up with like good ideas, I'm assuming. They, they must, On their own. I guess they're also kind of filling the roles of uh doctors and other are stuff. Are they doing that too? Yeah, when you okay. have a when you have a problem, you go to a priest. They they they're, they're kind of community. I'm sure they had they solve fucking disputes and things and they organized people to do stuff there they would be like i don't know small town like uh they i don't know what i'm trying to say you know in a small town where you have to have one guy does like everything or not everything but the roles are get uh condensed into condensed, f- yeah. in, into fewer this guy's good at 10 things yeah uh six out of ten yeah he's six out of ten at about uh, ten different things so they would be yeah. like the governance and... The That's like me, dude. I can do a lot of things 50% well. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I can I can weld, but it's going to look like shit. Have you welded before? Yeah. I was really good at it in high school. Oh, really? Okay. I did uh, oxyacetylene mainly. I don't know anything about it. It's just two tanks, oxygen mm-hmm. and acetylene. Oxygen makes it burn hotter, right? And then you just take you melt the metal and there's a rod of metal that you and you have to make dimes essentially stacking dimes they stacking call it dimes yeah and i, I used to that. fix everyone's fucked up uh projects desperate for attention you know in addition they distributed to the male so this is back to the bible here in addition they distributed to the males three years old or more whose names were in the geneal genealog- genealog- genealogical records jesus all who would enter the temple of the lord to perform the daily duties to the various tasks so they're Hang on. They distributed to the males three years old or more whose names were in the records. All who would enter the temple of the Lord daily to perform the daily duties of the various tasks according to their responsibilities and their divisions. What the fuck does that mean? In addition, they distributed to the males who were three years older or more. So in addition, they distributed all who would enter the table. To, I don't. I guess they're organizing people to do fucking jobs and there's stuff to do every day. Okay. Uh and they distributed to the priests enrolled by their families in the genealogical records. And likewise to the Levites, 20 years old or more, according to their responsibilities. So I guess this this is like a real, they're doing like a major census and just getting everything organized. They got all the names written down of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. Like how many, there's 37 million people in Canada right now, right? Is so, there? I don't know. I have no idea. That's what I heard. I'm just trying to think of how many, like naming everybody in israel back in the day like how much books how much scrolls how much papyrus would you need i don't know it depends how many people they're pretending they have at this point well they're i mean a few chapters ago they were able to have a million people in the army so double that or 38 million people in canada or triple it in 01 imagine (laughs) that'd be funny to find those scrolls and you're like oh man ancient knowledge it's just fucking a list of names (laughs) it's exactly like the bible just a list of fucking names with no nothing no context (laughs) imagine wasting expensive like paper papyrus or whatever it's for sure super expensive everything had to be handmade yeah and you're just writing people's names down 
going, look, I exist. <laughs> Validate me. Write my name in the scroll of life or whatever. Uh, you can see uh, Roman graffiti that basically says stuff that like, you know, Pompey was here. <laughs> shit like that. Really? Yeah. Just people are, have always done that? Yeah. Drawing dicks and shit. Really? Yeah. It's hilarious. Look up Roman Never graffiti. Never not funny. Dicks throughout history. So they included all the little ones, the wives, and the sons and daughters of the whole community listed in these gene- genealogical records. For they were faithful in consecrating themselves. As for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, who lived on the farmlands around their towns or in any other towns, men were designated by name to distribute portions to every male among them and to all who were recorded in the genealogies of the Levites. This is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah, doing what was good and right and faithful before the Lord. In everything that he undertook, the servants of God, in the service of God's temple and in the obedience of the law and the commands he sought his God and worked whole and worked wholeheartedly, and so he prospered. And so he did. Very interesting. Next week, Sennacherib threatens Jerusalem. Did you learn anything? Sennacherib threatens Jerusalem? Yeah, Sennacherib's not That's a a fucking badass name. Yeah, he's one of uh, the kings of Assyria. Okay, right on. The Assyrians were fucking brutal, dude. They made, uh, like, basically totem poles, just showing them, like, cutting people's heads off and arms off and, like, drinking their blood and burning. The Assyrian reliefs are just, like, this is what we're going to do to you. Like, we will fuck you up. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is terrifying. I think I'd rather be nuked if we really got to come down to it. No. I mean, you'd rather have your arms cut off and someone drink your blood no, while no, you're no. still alive? I'm just saying getting nuked is... I mean, if you're not right at the epicenter, like if you're not just like fucking vaporized, mm-hmm. getting nuked is pretty bad. I could kill myself. Uh, yeah. I, I read... I just got... I got a book for Christmas, Hiroshima, and it's seven eyewitness accounts of it, and it's not, not very fun. Did you learn anything today, Kyle? No. No? Absolutely not. I'll be a savior in the streets A freak under the sheets Kneel down and witness this Immaculate erection, baby Believers, don't you be ashamed To scream at daddy's name I'm gonna take you where the wine and honey Flow forever